welcome to another episode to be here so today you guys we have shay evans in a miss shay um is a close friend and yes we feel like shay would really love to be on this particular episode because we feel like she can relate with most of the yeah. things we will be talking about on this particular episode yeah basically we've decided to come together i am calista and now shay is joining us and like we're three warriors coming together to share our story and experiences in three episodes and i'm just so excited i can't wait for this to be out there we we wanted to bring one of our um one of our motivators to come on the show but she couldn't shout out to cc she's a makeup artist she's a warrior so and she has been just a source of encouragement but we couldn't get her to join us on this episode. Maybe next time. But like, we have Shay, and we're, we're so, so glad to have you, Shay. So um, today, let's just dive in. Because... <laughs> let's just dive in. So I'll just dive into occupation. Like I said in the last episode, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things because of the, the whole um, situation. And including school, yeah. Uh, I wasn't allowed to... My mom was advising me not to go to the sciences just because she thinks that it was a really stressful um, path. It's too much stress. Yeah, and all of that. And then like going into finances would be better because all you have to do is sit down and count money in it. <laughs> so, but like now that I'm I'm older, you know, I am during my school days, I had the opportunity to dive into journalism. I became a radio host and I've sort of built a career around that. And now that I'm out of the university, um I've digressed further into other things I've, because I've learned new skills in other areas and uh now I'm not even doing anything related to biochemistry or anything that I studied in school. So just like the a normal individual, I've not prohibited myself and said, oh, right, because I'm a warrior, that means I have to not do this and not do that. I've come to realize that so long as it is not physical or something that is dangerous to my health, then I have as much opportunity as the next person to take part and do you know anything that I want to do so I'm um, sure you mm-hmm. let go on and ask you how's it been for you your career and your occupations in throughout your life basically thank you well I can only say one thing it has actually helped me right from the time I actually had my self-actualization you know in regards to my health it has actually helped me to like fight through each day I've been at the back of my mind that my diagnosis as a sickle cell patient is not completely define my existence True. you understand what i'm trying to say yes so yes. the moment i the moment i actually i actually you know realized that i've made it point I've, I've made it i've made it something in my life that i would not allow it to actually restrict me okay i mean in uni Carissa, mm-hmm. we went to the same uni we studied english and international studies quite all right it wasn't actually you know very easy to pass through school yeah. if you know what I mean and I'm very sure I mean every every other person in our shoes would actually have almost the same story if not the same well somebody like me aside from you know uh studying English and international and um, international studies you understand I have always been a fan of events and organization I mean events management and organization and right from uni days I have always been 
I've always been participating in anything that had to do with events. You would, you may not even see me in front, but I'm always at the backstage. I'm always like part of the people that would have, you know, gone through the whole process, the whole planning, you know, and everything like that. And leaving university, I've continued in that path. In my career now, I, I am like um, an admin person slash events person in my organization. Working in a fintech company, you know. Yeah. So it has always been like a struggle, per se, because you know what events management, you know. Yeah, it can be hectic at times and it's quite physical. Can you understand? And then... The thing is, not everybody would actually know what you are passing through. Sure. Not everybody would know how much you are putting into the team work. But because me, I have, I had that strong view that okay, I was not let, I was not going to let anybody, you know, demean my, demean my contribution, you know, towards making something work. Mm. It can be a lot stressful. I would not lie. Like it can be a lot stressful. Because then I have to think, oh my God, if I do too much, I know my I know my stress limit most times, but you know I have this I have this I, I don't know what to call it, I have this I have this thing. Let me just let me just say it's a thing that if I can I, I like to surpass my stress limit. Mm. Yeah, let me put it like that. Mm. You get I like to surpass it because I'm always like, okay, if I'm saying I can't do this thing because of my health, I mean, what would that make me? When I know that I can actually struggle a bit more to actually, you know, complete this task. And, you know, talking about what you just said, Shay, a lot of people say that people with SCD actually are overachievers. Look at Tosin Bucknor, look at, um, you know, for even me in my little circle, I I get that a lot of people saying that, oh, I want to do the most, or I want to achieve a lot, because, like, and and I feel that's a good thing. in the sense that for me how i say is i actually don't have a lot to lose and i feel like that's why i give my all to everything that i do because what do i have to lose really if 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 i die tomorrow what will i be remembered for you know we don't know when the the pain that will take you away will come you know and yeah it all now when i can instead of trying to you know pull back because of one condition that you cannot actually control true and, and we don't like putting ourselves in any box because that's that's what I, I i i found out about myself i i hate people limiting me just so because you know and that's why i fight a lot with my mom exactly. because she's like oh don't do this um just be careful but like i don't want to be in that box i feel like i have every opportunity as the next person so like why should i be you know restricted i don't mm-hmm. know if you understand what i'm saying um talking should- about restriction i've heard from um shay now i want to hear from you lovejoy real quick let's let's talk about restriction from your own end in what ways were you restricted in what ways did you face restrictions oh well for me Calista, um my doctor told me not to wear high shoes not to wear mm-hmm. um stilettos or you know six inch heels and all of that because that will affect my leg and all of that so most of the time when i wear shoes i like to wear either flat shoes or wedges but from time to time i re- i break those rules but apart from that um what are the restrictions just stay away from stress take your folic acids and all of that and sports physical activities basically um a lot of people say oh don't take alcohol and all of that but uh, i'm a category you can't take that away from me <laughs> really um 
what are the restrictions though i, I think that's about it let's address um, the restrictions you, for you um restrict let's say i was restricted from quite a number of things take mm-hmm. for example i don't wear anything that has yellow cream you know stuff like that why because it's oh well there's this belief that when i do it reflects in my eyes like my eyeballs turn yellow and all and then right from when i was a child i I, you can i don't think you even find anything that has yellow in my closet or cream or green or you get something close to yellow anyways Mm -hmm. so that's what that that was actually the question i wanted to show to you guys is it like a general thing or is it just they they're like a thing that bans us from wearing such things i don't know about not wearing a yellow dress color i've not had it before this is like the first time i'll be hearing something like that so i can't really say i mean i i i don't know about that i don't know i've not i mean does it affect or is it because uh your high balls are like yellow then you match it with your yellow dress or something <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> like it is believed that it reflects like let's say your eyes are clear and then you put on something cream yellow green it turns oh. to green or yellow or cream you get something wow. like that no for me regarding that though the only restrictions i've had is um i get a, a lot of um going wear your glasses um from my mom because like it covers the yellow of the eyes so i get a lot of um one wear your glasses when i'm going out so that you know people don't get to look at into my eyes and all of that but like um wearing I, i'm not really a fan of yellow or green or any of the colors that you mentioned it's not my style but i really don't see a correlation to that but another thing that i did concerning like the eye color was get like contact lenses that were medicated so that the attention will go from that you know, yellow part of my eyes to the color of my contact lens. It just gave me like a different look. Um, but real quick, talking about talking about restrictions and colors, something crossed my mind, and I would like to throw it out to the point. I want to ask around about it for one second, guys. Like, no one likes to be approached to um. No one likes to be approached by someone telling them, "Oh, why are your eyes yellow? Or you should drink more water." You know, no, those those seriously. I don't know if it's, it happens with you guys, but those those statements piss the day out of me. Like they piss the hell out of me. Don't walk up to me giving me suggestions on how you think I've not been taking so much water, and maybe that that is why I my eyes are not so clear, or why are my eyes yellow and stuff like that keep your own advice and all to yourself yes for some people their advice comes from a place of love mm, but then some yes, other some people just, just like, you know. yeah I, I really don't get like if i'd like and let me take all the five gallon of water in a day yeah if it's supposed to be yellow it'll be yellow there's nothing like i can really do about it there is one thing that i can't really 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 relate to because i my eyeballs have never actually been you know that yellow it's, yeah. I kind of like have clear eyeballs only when I'm super stressed mm. and when I start having crisis. That's when my eyeballs turn a bit yellow. I mean, like usual. I mean, a bit. I mean, that's when my eyeball colors yellow and not my normal clear eyes right. most times. So mm-hmm. I cannot really relate to that um eyeball something. Most times, like eighty percent, eighty percent of let me general, okay, let me generalize it. Eighty percent of the time, and I meet people. They don't actually take a first guess that I am a sickle cell patient. Same, same. It's only maybe the only people that would like know 
are those that maybe like they they have really close people that have sickle cell or doctors. I mean, yeah. I've, not, I've come across a doctor before that didn't even know at first missing that I am a sickle cell patient. Like he had to mm-hmm. ask me. I was like, won't you ask me? Like I was like, I wanted to. Uh, I came for consultation, mm-hmm. but no. Like it was like he did not know. Like he had no yeah. clue. Yeah. I was actually a sickle cell patient. I was like, I have to tell him that. Oh, okay, God, this is what I came for now. Like, don't go and do something else. I kind of thing. Because I had not gone through any test. I just, you know, met him and told him what it was. That I wanted to, like, see. Yeah, so she, you know, with, with, with this whatever. that you have said, do you think that it's a SED like, is actually a spectrum? Like, um, when you, when you mean spectrum do you mean like uh like autism like, like i don't i don't think so because there's some people that have it really bad like they're in the hospital every other day and there's some people that just not just once in a while you know and they're just, just some people that are just in yeah between. i think yeah i know it, it ranges that, that's what i can say like it ranges it's not i don't I, I don't think i would it ranges anyways because i mean it's we, we can compare it to autism. Autism is autism. I don't think there's like any level of autism. Like if you have autism, you have autism. Sickle cell actually varies. Like I've come across a lot of sickle cell patients that we cannot even relate to having the same experience. You understand? And sure. we are both sickle cell mm-hmm. patients. Sure. You dig? Sure. Quick, let's move to the next thing. Um, so today we're talking about occupation. How easy it has been for us to get jobs, um, challenges at the work line, you know, basically occupation and SCD. So oh, occupation-wise, yeah. occupation. how has it been? Mm, so, you know me, I'm a girl of many talents. I, I do this, I do that, and all of that. But I, I feel like I can't do, I can do anything so long as it's not physical. So long as it doesn't mean me to my physical strength and you know powers or ability then i can't do it but when anything that's intellectual that that is that i can do with like with ease you know um i started biochemistry did that aced it um i had a career as a radio host i'm currently a podcaster and now i work in digital marketing so I, I I think that I have I've gone through most of the career lines and I've I've recorded successes. So the only thing is for my employer, I don't come on to ask to tell them that oh this is what I'm I struggle with because it might be a bias. And also when I'm going for an interview or something, I don't I just make sure that um I don't look like it because it might be like a bias. We we know how Nigerians are. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, because, okay, check this out. I did like a poll two weeks ago on my my WhatsApp. And I was like, oh, um, would you hire someone that's, you know, when when they say, oh, tell us about yourself. And they go, oh, um, I'm also a sickle cell warrior. And most of the people said no. And a lot of people said, oh, it depends. So, you can already see that bias that, if even though we want to be vocal about it even though we want to share or share experiences or spread the word you know it has a limit to which you cannot um uh, on social media i i put it out there and i put on my story and everything that oh i'm a warrior and all of that and my boss saw it and i can say that since then maybe she has treated me differently i can't really put my hands on it but i can see you know the reluctance you know to 
tell me to do certain things or all and all of that you know it's just like oh maybe it's pt or something i really don't can't put my hand to it but like i literally can't sense it so it's not us it's them it's the stigmatization it's the, the view of people and not just basically from the patients themselves mm. okay so um shay work-wise occupation challenges no the thing is truthfully most of the people i work with like let me say like more than half of the people i work with i don't tell them i i don't tell them my health status mm-hmm. especially when i know that when i know that it would not i mean it's it's not a kind of job that you know my health probably make maybe maybe make it a problem for me to deliver do you understand only when i know that okay this thing that i'm about to do for this client or this thing I'm about to do for this person would actually, you know, take more of my physical, you know, strength. And I would proceed to the person, okay, just, you know, giving you an heads up, I have sickle cell, but then that would not stop me. I am always very vocal about it when I need to be. But the mm-hmm. other half, and I know that, okay, maybe all I need to do is because I write proposals for people. I, you know, I write proposals, I write reviews, I do reviews for people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I edit for people. So stuff, those kind of jobs, you know, that has to do with me just doing my thing and delivering. I don't have to maybe even see you in person or maybe be with you. Do you understand? I won't even tell you. You don't have to know. I will just do what I have to do and then deliver. And I'll make sure I deliver at the right time because I'm you enjoyed today's episode please don't forget to like share and subscribe thank you i want to get my money you know understand so aside from that my job that actually you know requires me making you know that this is my health status that is some brand management and event planning and that one i would only tell the person i'm actually working directly with I don't mm-hmm. have to tell the other team members. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm telling the person I'm working directly with, maybe the person that is like my my direct boss or something, or that is hiring me for this event or something, is just so you know that if I slack for a bit, I am I am a very rebellious person and I get very rebellious with my health as well. I mm-hmm. always know. Like I said before, when I had that self-actualization about my health, I always know, I always know my limits. Although I tend to go past it, I don't make it like I don't I don't make it a sin. I don't make it I don't make it a reason. I don't I don't make it an excuse to not want to do my job. Sure. Do you understand? So okay. I only but, tell the people that are relevant to know about my health status. I don't know if I'm going to get a job, another job now that will actually require me stating my health status, like you know, like maybe a job that will actually, you know, that that actually needs all of my physical strength, you understand? maybe mm-hmm. then but right now most times i don't i don't even want people to know the only way you would probably know is if you see me post a sickle cell day on my status or rather or my instagram or something and most times you know it's gone after like a day so if you see it you, see it. If you don't see it you don't see it mm-hmm. you know that it's only if i tell you personally that oh this is who i am and oh. what i am but can i ask you why would you you said that you don't like people knowing why why is that not like i don't like people knowing i just don't see the essence for them to know if you are not like you know if you're not like if you're not required to know 
I won't tell you. Like this is this is it. Only if I see the need for me to tell you, then I'll tell you. I cannot just, you know, meet somebody today and maybe it's just maybe I know that our meeting cannot be more than 30, 40 minutes, or maybe I enter a restaurant and I want to order food and I'll Because I cannot stand on the queue because I'm nah. a self patient. No, nah. I won't. Nah. You understand? Okay. Yeah. So I have a question for both of you. So my question is what then happens when you're in a work situation and then you have crisis? while at work how do you handle such how do you deal with it at that particular moment not had any anything like that happen to me um but thing is what i try to do is uh, i just find my way home um most of the time people that i work with know because i'm very vocal about it so they know and when i say oh i need to go home i just take pick my bag and i go home because they understand that's why i feel like we need to be vocal about it because we don't know when it can you know come on so when people around you have a knowledge of what you are about and then you say oh i need to go home then they, they'll see the need for you to go home nobody's going to tell you anything you can literally just pick your bag and go home okay. Like I said before, whoever I'm working with directly, I would, you know, I feel, I feel compelled to, you know, tell you beforehand. That is who I'm working with directly. But in a situation where I know I'm working with a certain set of people that don't know about my health status, and then some kind of pain crisis comes up. I mean, like I said, I think I manage myself pretty well, thank God. And so I hardly have it. But yeah, sometimes when I actually have it, I, I just, I don't, I don't even keep it. Like when I know that, yes, I'm having this pain crisis and it's popping up in the middle of something important that I have people around I'm working with. The next thing I do is I just let them know. Like it's either, it it, it will start gradually for me. Like if I say that I can no longer, you know, keep it in because trust me, I I can smile. Like I can give you the brightest (laughs) smile when I'm in. That's that's a secret um superpower. You you get like I can literally <laughs> like I really, I can glow. You know when they say glow. There's sometimes that yes, when I know that I cannot handle it anymore. I just yeah. voice it out and I'm like, ah, oh, please, I'm having cry, I'm, 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 I'm in pain. And then if people that don't know now want to start, you know, maybe turning their eyes or turning their nose or whatever, and like, ah, oh, what have you done that you're feeling in pain? Like you say, I'm having sickle cell crisis. That you get it or not, I'm off here. That's it. <laughs> I let them know instantly, here and there. So, um, talking about occupation from my own aspect, um, yeah. I've tried as much as possible to keep it to myself. Because I literally feel like if you don't need to know, then I should not necessarily be telling you. But even even down to my direct bosses, I, I try as much as exactly. possible to keep it away from them. Only if for one reason for one reason or the other, I have to be vocal about it. I have to tell my direct boss. Okay, take for example, at work, um, I can relate with Lovejoy because we work together. And I know literally she doesn't come, come up to say, oh, um, you know, it's not like, everybody knows it or is stapled on her forehead that or she's going through this or that same way i don't come around jumping around saying oh i'm going through this and that or that Mm. but then sometimes i could my body could be telling me to relax or rest or you know cut myself some slack 
And I could just walk up to my head of programs and just in our office and just tell her, Ma, I, I need to go home. I don't need to explain beyond that. She understands and then she covers for me. Sometimes I might, I literally push my system to work because, you know, like you said, whenever we, when, whenever we're told don't do something, we always like to bend over double and, you know, do it as much as we can to the best of our capabilities. So even when, when people would naturally go one hour to two hours at work, just an example, and, you know, get tired and they're just fed up and all, you literally can say, or Kalista cast news, Kalista runs this program, Kalista, I want you to go and cover this event, all at once. And my, my, really, literally, my system literally could be telling me, mama, sit down, rest, calm down. But then I just want to do everything. I want to, I want to work. But then when my system starts telling me, hey, you're, you're, you're pushing yourself, you're overdoing it, then, then I just cut out time. Okay, take for example, there was this day I was running my program live on air. And out of the blues, I had a two-hour program, and out of the blues, maybe like an hour into the show, I started having pain crisis. Oh, my God. I literally could not tell my colleagues, my co-hosts, I couldn't go up here because we're joking on it. You know, when you're going, <laughs> the next thing happens, and then you just have to continue with the joke, whether you like it or not, and find it funny. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I went to a musical break, and... I, I kept rubbing my leg, kept hitting it. And then my colleagues kept asking, like, what's going on? Are you fine? And then I just told them, just get me water. And fortunately, I had a painkiller in my bag. Painkiller in my bag. Because I knew the show had to go on either ways. I can't cut the show in between because I was having a pain crisis. So I had to run the show for the old two hours and immediately I was done. I just carried my bags. Sometimes you might be deep into work and you just have to just go through with it go and it. stop until you're done. Okay, okay, take for example, there was one time my boss approached me. I think it was last year, World World Cell Day. You know, they were doing this campaign and talk on air and he wanted me to come out to share my experience as a warrior. And first of all, I didn't mind. But then later I thought about it. I'm just starting my career. Mm. Do I want to fix myself that way? Mm. Like, do I want to put it out in the open and then have everybody go, oh, oh. no, don't give out that word. <laughs> you know, the old, the old set of things, the old set of things like I, I went through as a child, do I want to actually go through it sure. at the workspace or at work? I had to consider all these things and decide. So I, I politely told him, I politely turned him down. So I'm very sorry I would not be able to come on air to talk about it. Because I know I still have a long way to go. So I don't want to come out and restrict myself from whatever work um, offer or opportunities available because someone somewhere feels like I, I'm not capable of doing it because of you know my health. Mental health, that's the next thing online right now. Mm-hmm. Mental health. So, so um, I'm just going to go through it. Really, I'm raising up my hand and <laughs> I'm like, let me talk, let me talk, because for real, for okay. real, it has not been easy on my mental health. Like, I, mm-hmm. I literally can't even lie about this. Like, it's it's a lifelong challenge. You know what I'm talking about. And how can I even? I can't even put it to words. That's how. <laughs> that's how heavy it is. But like what I want to say is that um, it's it will it will 
bite your self-confidence it would bite your 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 core like you'll be tested every time every day Mm -hmm. in every area we're still going to talk about religion it will test your faith in your maker it will test your parents growing up i used to think that maybe i was adopted because like why me do you understand Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. um it would it would it would test your 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 everything because it's it's a battle we fight every day every freaking day that we wake up because it will affect how you look like how you how how much of a person that you can stand to be you know you 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 fight for acceptance all the time now that's like okay we we already addressed or how it was growing up i we already talked about um childhood experience and then um all through secondary school and university every day was a struggle every day was like was was like there was not going to be a next day you know the ability to overcome one crisis pain is a superpower like i said earlier then talk about like the fact that your siblings don't get to understand what you're going through your friends like nobody can totally understand the extent extent to which you're suffering because it's literally suffering in the sense um, another thing like we just talked about is uncertainty you don't know how much you're going to live for you don't know if you should pursue this career if you should not pursue this career you don't know what the next day holds literally okay for for a while i was a makeup artist a professional makeup artist that's that and i had a client that was supposed to you know do makeup for the next day and in the middle of the night you know it just started happening and in my head i'm like oh my god am i not just what's what's gonna happen and you know it's business you have to pay me half of the money before i can come work for you and then she had already paid half of it so what what's gonna happen you know how am i going to do this i'm, I'm in pains right now i really shouldn't be thinking about you know the job that i have but i have to a lot of things was going through my mind but i shouldn't be really be thinking about them i should concentrate on getting over the pain right but i could not for some weird reason because i had some responsibility you know um at another place something that i i should really be doing something that i worked hard to do do you get what i mean so it was really a battle Mm -hmm. for me and now that i'm older is the we're going to get into that um later on but like it's relationship now i'm 25 everybody expects that oh i should be seeing someone that i'm serious with or on the road to you know getting married but like i'm still struggling with a lot of you know um self-confidence or who's going to accept me am i going to be brought into this person a lot of things that goes through one's mind every day. And again, your doctor will even advise you not to think about anything and stay away from stress. But these things are there and you need to, they're constantly in your mind and there's no motivational speech that will make them go away because that's your reality. Mental health for me has actually been a struggle. <laughs> I used to tell myself that 
I am a person with a very strong will. True. And honestly, that has been one thing that has kept me going. I never really had to, you know, I never really had to have to like meet another person's encouragement to help myself. Till today, I don't know how I got to this stage. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know where that strong will came from. But I just think that, I just think that I, I found that I was what I, it was what I was meant to have. Trust me, I have breakdowns like as often as I don't even know what I can compare it with. I have mental breakdowns because like you said, um, love joy, it is our realization. Like it's, it's, it's our reality. I mean, sickle cell, you, you knowing already, like, you know, when we knew that we had to live with this thing, it had become part of us. I mean, we had probably orchestrated our lives into, you know, molding it into how you could manage it with, you know, what sickle cell actually entails. Yeah. You know, imagine that you you are you you have you've you've molded you've kind of like consciously or unconsciously molded your life into 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 the fact that you know that you have sickle cell and you have to battle with everything. Like it's like the first thing in your mind when anything pops up. I mean, when you want to do mm. something, you have to think of your health first. That it sure. is draining. It is mentally draining mm-hmm. that you have to think that your health has to be the first thing that you, like, it's, it's not, you know when somebody comes to you with this job that oh come and do this thing or somebody mm-hmm. comes, comes to you and say oh let's go to this place i know if somebody else will just you know be so excited that you just want to jump at it but then before you you, know, you want to jump at it you want to shout you want to scream and be excited but then that excitement will just be cut short by the realization that oh my god what if my health fails mm-hmm. how am i going to manage you with my health mm-hmm. you know, it's just it cuts everything it cuts everything short like it, it makes you it's draining let me just let me just say that but then like i said strong will has been able to you know it has helped me come this far i encourage myself much more than anybody does i don't i usually don't need somebody else to tell me oh Shay, you can do this i mm. pretty much tell myself that every time i mean i'm like i just want to go head on not wanting to you know think about my health first sometimes i know it, it can be risky that you want to do things without thinking about uh, yeah, health first yeah. but i i always want to do that i always want to think that okay you know you don't like don't, i mean for, i mean for a while i mean sometimes you don't have to think about your health first think about the fact that you want to enjoy this thing that you want to do or you want to enjoy this news that somebody has brought to you without thinking about your health Mm-hmm. I mean, because if if you if, if you're not doing like that, <laughs> trust me, I don't know, I don't know how everybody else has it, but it it can be it, it can crush somebody's soul. I'm I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to like make a conscious effort to not you know to not be mentally drained about the fact that you have sickle cell, especially when you already know everything that you know that comes with it, everything that you have to manage, everything that you have to go through with little or no help from somebody else because trust me as sickle cell patient yeah there is only so much another person can help you go through you have to go through it yourself sure like there mm-hmm. is so much somebody can encourage there's, there's just there's, there's, i mean sometimes it doesn't even matter 
somebody will come and tell you, give you motivational quotes. Sometimes the motivational quotes or whatever, the motivational words that advice or somebody will come and tell you, not even tally or match with what you're actually going through. But then it's all of we understand. But then if you don't groom yourself, mental health as a sickle cell patient can drain you, especially if you're that kind of person that always wants to, you know, that always wants to deliver, that always wants to do stuff, that wants to be involved. If you're that kind of person, I mean, knowing about you, man, <laughs> see, to add to this thing, I kind of like stopped modeling because of this health issue. I mean, the day I had, sometimes even when you tell yourself that you can do it, and then you go on and do it, you can feel in the middle, you might not actually be able to do it. I mean, I, I, it has happened to me real life before. So, I mean, thinking about all that, going back home and thinking about, I mean, something that somebody else would do effortlessly, but because of what you cannot even control, you can't even, you know, you can't deliver as much as you want. Trust me, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's really not easy. I'm taking this to my soul, but it's not yeah, easy. It's, it's not, not easy, but we thank God. Thank you for sharing. I, I really want to say this, like, thank you, um, Shay, for sharing that, because it's just like, you just spoke my heart right now. Oh. Like, right, that, that place when you said that you might start it, but not be able to finish it. Mm-hmm. Like, finish. that's, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's deep. That's deep. Like, I had to, I really had plans to, like, rah, start this makeup business thing yeah i was taking it seriously at some point i even got an award for my entrepreneurial um, entrepreneurship skills in uni just because i was doing so well but i had to quit like because number one i didn't have the hand to tie gilly so when i was learning i didn't even try that because i didn't have the strength to and then makeup being a makeup artist the job is quite physical you have to stand for long hours you have to do this and do that and so it was it was just really stressful i really wanted to do it like i had the flair i had the passion i had the vision for it i like i already planned everything in my head but i just had to quit to look for something less um you know physically draining or or demanding and just stick to what I am now, even though I'm trying to make the best of what I'm doing now, I I still live in that reality that I'm in a box, even though I don't want to put myself in the box. And so thank you so much for sharing me, Shay. Mental health, it could be draining, like you both have said. I took time to listen to you guys and then I realized that it's it's virtually the same thing for each and every one of us. Um we go through a whole lot, you know limitations basically you know aside from physical limitations that we go through every day sometimes emotional is there psychological is there you want to do something Mm -hmm. somewhere somehow and then your mind stops you in between um you bring you brought you related it to a relationship maybe you want to get into a relationship and then you have to consider the fact that your health factor is there you want to achieve whatever goal maybe job wise you want to do anything even down to maybe just wanting to dance or just wanting to go for a swim and then you have to consider all these things and then you have to decide is it worth it like would you go through maybe one hour of pleasure to to later go through maybe like five hours of pain 
mm. you have to think about all these things and then it, it drains you like like she said earlier it really drains you it could really be draining and devastating sometimes and you know the painful part is even talking about stress factor now i want to relate it to stress factor sometimes even when you try to be at the best at your best try to be happy and excited one bad thing is you might be really excited really happy and you might not know that it's even the happiness and that excitement that might be your trigger sure. because literally anything can be your trigger it could be sure. sadness it could be stress it could be excitement so even when you're sure. excited maybe someone breaks a really great news to you and then you're excited your mind has to tell you like don't overdo it okay yes i understand you're excited but then chill because you don't want to trigger a pain crisis so yeah like you guys said it could really be draining and it takes a whole lot to be strong it takes a whole lot to hold it together trust me hmm. thank you so much for sharing Kalista, and and um, mm-hmm. that takes me to relationship to um what what has it been like you you were telling me about um one dude good readers the bad rubbish kind of guy that literally broke up with you <laughs> when you were having a an episode yeah so it's been very tough i won't even mind what we hear it's, it's literally been it has been one of the toughest journeys so far because at this age like you said earlier at this age at this point in time everyone expects that you're either in a very serious relationship or um, you're about getting married you know basically there's someone in your life so whenever um, I would like to deny the fact that there are pressures I don't know about you guys but there are pressures here and there right now necessarily you know, or um, the pressures might not come from your family sometimes it comes from friends sometimes it comes from people strangers strangers sentences now when I say strangers I don't mean people you don't know it's like they might not be close to you but then they feel like you should be doing something about, in quotes, your situation. Hmm. And then they don't know that the comments and all add a whole lot. You're already tense. You're already stressed out about this particular issue. And then they're adding more pressure to it. All throughout university days, whenever I go to hospitals or whatever, I have doctors and nurses sitting me down to tell me, oh, do you know you need a man in your life? Oh, do you know that when you have a man in your life, you will do this crisis? I don't know who brought about their theory. But <laughs> for real? <laughs> we do this crisis. Totally, for real. Because you have a whole lot of love and blah, blah, blah. And then I've had some tell me, oh, do you know you need to get married early and give Sorry. Kids early Sorry, just to cut you off there, Kalista. Like, why do you need him and how, what does that help with? That's why I say I don't understand their theory. So, um, I've had some tell me that you need to get married early, you need to give birth early because there's always high mortality rates and all. You know, all these things alone are pressures 